Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be talking about Triple H's big return, Charlotte's big victory, uh, James Ellsworth's big future endeavors, and Survivor Series predictions. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Smart Wahlberg. <laughs> and to my right, as always, we have Advanced Cicerone, two beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? Doing pretty good. I got two beers in front of me, so, uh, you know, ready for this thing. So it's not just a clever name. No, it's a lifestyle. And to his right, as always, we have <laughs> Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Buddha Hills. What's going on, Daddy? Not much. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. We have engineer Sam the Mauler Mall. This is perfect. Yeah, he's turning the knobs tonight. He's our favorite engineer, obviously. He's Mr. Perfect. He's, Mr. Got, perfect. A, he's got some predictions to do tonight, mm-hmm. as do we. Before we get too far, we'd like to say that tonight, one of our sponsors, as always, is Soul Taco. Soul Taco, delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. Uh, they were on the Travel Channel the other night. If you get a chance to check it out, they were on uh, the show called Food Paradise, where David Choi, the chef, the sh- David Choi, the chef, was showing how they make their delicious spicy pork tacos with the pork belly, and it was a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, check them out on the Travel Channel on Food Paradise. I know they show reruns all the time. They have two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. They have a place in Chesterfield, the U-City Loop, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, and Chicago, Illinois. Soul Taco. They got burritos, tacos, quesadillas, bulgogi bowls, pot stickers. All sorts of stuff that you'd want. It's a cool atmosphere. It's a cool place. Uh, go to Soul Taco. Friend of the show. Sponsor the show. Tell them the band from Ringside sent you. So, uh, without further ado, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight, guys. So, we got burned through this because our Let's Get Comfortable buddies are coming in right after us. And we're going to be hanging out with them uh, for the uh, the hour after that. Let's Man, get comfortable. we're going to be drunk tonight. On the Free Play Media <laughs> Podcast Network. So without further ado, let's get into our three counts. Jason, what's the, what's the first count? Well, I guess we're going to have to talk about a Triple H coming back to Raw. Monday night, uh, Raw is kind of a hodgepodge of events, but just to get to the Triple H portion of the program, Jason Jordan obviously was the fifth member of the Raw team, where Stephanie kind of is a little upset with this, basically saying that John Cena was drafted to Raw but is now on the SmackDown side and your response to this is to go with Jason Jordan kind of a a nepotism kind of thing we fast forward to a in kayfabe that's a fair criticism from it's a, Stephanie. Oh, it's very, very fair. Very yeah, fair. because no uh, Stephanie has no nepotistic value. Not <laughs> at all. No, no. <laughs> Purely based on skill. Right. So we fast forward to the Jason Jordan versus the sadistic Bray Wyatt, whatever. Who returned to no fanfare and jobbed out to Jason Jordan. Although he did have fanfare later because there were thank you Wyatt chants. Stay classy, ATL. Stay classy. (laughs) So Jason Jordan obviously gets injured. Uh, 
chop block to the knee, and we see him backstage with Ice Pack on said knee, and Kurt is obviously concerned because it's his son, and he's the fifth member of this Raw team, basically hinting to the fact that he's not healthy to participate. He needs to be replaced. So we fast forward again. Kurt's at the inside the ring getting ready to announce the fifth member, and you see a despondent Jason Jordan, kind of almost whiny in a sense, coming down to the ring, begging for his spot. Kurt obviously is in limbo of what to do. Stephanie comes out and basically says that you need to make this announcement right now, or otherwise there's going to be big problems. And Kurt still hesitates, and the next thing you know, you hear the infamous guitar riff of one. It's time to play the game! Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> was which, that okay, Sam? <laughs> which was, I, I kind of marked out, actually, it was pretty good. I kind of marked out on it a little bit just because I didn't think it was going to be Triple H. But okay, here comes Triple H. Said, so you can't make this announcement, Kurt Angle, I will. The fifth member of the Raw team is now me. So, of course, crowd pops. Jason Jordan looks like somebody shot his dog. He's now like, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Triple H kind of looks at Kurt Angle. Can't really read his list, but you know it's coming. Pedigree to one, Jason Jordan. The crowd chanted pedigree, too. I I totally missed that. No, the crowd was chanting pedigree, pedigree. Okay, well, asking you shall receive one pedigree. And now we have a fifth member. So we have a, a now an interesting, to say the least, Elimination match for Survivor Series on the men's side with one Jason Jordan out, Triple H in. Uh, Zach, do you think that the plan was always to have Triple H be the fifth member? Or do you think that this was an audible called by WWE creative, a.k.a. Vince, to um, that the Jason Jordan thing just wasn't popping off and that this would be the best way to uh, get more buys on the network or just to make Survivor Series more seem, seem more serious? I'm going to give them the credit, and I think it was planned because I don't think they're doing it for nothing. I don't think they're just winging it. I see this leading to WrestleMania, considering we're just right around the corner. Tickets go on sale Friday. Um, I see this maybe leading up to a Triple H, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania. I could There's a lot of different ways they could go. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think Jason Jordan was ever actually on this team, and I think it really does a good job story-wise to further this rift between father and son and create some, you know, some some conflict uh, in that storyline. So yeah, I don't think uh, Jason Jordan ever really had a shot. Um, I pretty much agree. I don't think that it's going to be Angle versus Triple H. I think that we're leading towards a Jason Jordan Kurt Angle match somewhere down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, listen, guys, we have a lot of predictions coming up later on, so I'm going to try to say this without getting into my prediction. But I think that um, Jason Jordan being so over-the-top and whiny. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it was bad. He begged (laughs) begged for a spot instead of demanding it. Yes. He begged for it, and he said, I deserve this. And, of course, he doesn't deserve it. Exactly, and that was one of the words that I came away with. You don't deserve it just yet. In kayfabe, you've really done nothing in the grand scheme of things. So I think But the word deserved indicates entitlement, and that's going going to play off of the father-son relationship that they should have been playing off of a while ago. And I think there's zero chance that Jason Jordan doesn't show up in the Survivor Series five on five match on Sunday, dude, that's now, just gonna be a shit. I don't know show. if it's gonna factor yeah. in. I don't know if it's gonna factor into the finish, but I think it'll definitely factor into him versus Angle. I don't know if they're saving him versus Angle for WrestleMania. I'm not saying that because WWE, especially over the past few years, has a history of striking while the iron is hot instead of getting burned by injuries down the road. 
And they so they, they kind of got burnt with this. Well, not their fault, but the, not, the medical outbreak that that kind of burned yes. them, and it changed plans. It did, yeah, it did, and it changed plans. So I think that I, I could definitely see uh, Jason Jordan. Him pouring it on as a whiner so much could only lead to a successful heel turn because everybody already hates him. And if he does something to legitimately uh, mess with people's plans going forward or the fans' plans, you know, oh, I want to see this, this, and this, and then Jason Jordan comes in, that could generate real heat. Uh, Triple H being added to this card Definitely ups the star power. I know that people are talking about how old the Survivor Series lineups are, which is a fair, a fair assessment. But Triple H, admittedly, uh, has probably done the best work of his career in the last five years as being a part timer and putting guys over and having legit great matches with uh, guys like The Undertaker and Seth Rollins and people like that. Jason, what do you think about Triple H being added? It's it's the best of it's the best of times. This is the worst of times. I mean, it's great for the star power. Like I said, we were talking about it. Now adding Triple H to this. Now and this John lo- Cena. Yeah. Now you know. Now I'm excited. Okay. Last week I was like, let's see what happens first. Now I'm excited just for this match alone. The best of times. The worst of times. You still need to create these new stars. This is the all, the current running problem with the WWE. In my mind, is the twofold problem. Number one, you're too dependent on old stars. This, I mean, let's not talk Bobby Roode. Let's not talk Nakamura. But John Cena's here. Kurt Angle's here. Triple H is here. Yeah, Shane McMahon is here. Half of this 10-man match is part-time guys counterpoint though like this might be the way to get jason jordan over because if i'll tell you what if jason jordan never would have came over as angle's son if he would have stayed on smackdown being an american alpha and american alpha would have been part of this survivor series match every single smart out there would say fucking badass here we go american alpha is including the survivor series match that's exactly where these guys need to be because these guys can go but WWE, and I wrote this in my notes, WWE Universe doesn't like it unless they get to decide who the stars are. So once Jason Jordan was decided as being the star going forward, that's when everybody turned on him. It wasn't the character. The character wasn't what they turned on. They turned on it. No, it's the Roman Reigns syndrome. They turned it. They, they turned on Jason Jordan because... They were like, "Oh, can, can here we, not- we see an heir apparent." Okay, can and we- we're and they chose it, and we didn't necessarily choose it. So I will concede that fact. Can we also not concede the fact that the father son storyline up until this point was pretty much non believable? Unless the unless oh, it was non believable. Okay, but so I, I think why that's would kind one of the not believe that Jason Jordan is good? <laughs> <laughs> that's I think it's a two part problem, and I I agree with you on that. The fans usually feel like they have the right to decide who gets pushed, who doesn't get pushed. And if it doesn't work out, it's it's uh, fan pushback. See Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. I totally get that. But the need, the part of the problem that started with it is that you made this storyline and then the storyline kind of you know dissipated and now it's getting brought back up again. Two beer. I agree with all those points. Jason said what I was going to say in regards to making new stars. And it was even weird, like uh, Booker T on commentary this week. He's like, Bobby Roode getting a great opportunity here to really show us what he's all about. It's like Bobby Roode's been showing us what he's all about for fucking years. He's no spring chicken. All right. Like he's new to the WWE. Exactly. Yeah, and there's that only that's part kind of, the of new. I yeah. mean, if anybody, I know they don't like to assume that people watch NXT and they probably shouldn't. 
But he has been in the WWE for probably a year and a half. Yeah, Yeah. he had a glorious run, you know. Pun intended. Pun intended, he had a glorious run. But, yeah, I absolutely just, you know, agree with what you guys said. The Triple H edition, I will not lie and say that I am not excited about it. It is a cool thing. No, no, but at the same time, we're, you know, relying on Attitude Era guys to... Yeah, at some point, these guys aren't going to be able to wrestle. Okay, And did you see Triple H's kick? I'm not saying he's out of shape. Maybe he just needs a new tailor. I don't know. But uh, his kick for the pedigree, I mean, I feel like I could have (laughs) done... Better kicking Jason Jordan in the stomach. It was, it. it was, it was pretty bad. It's I like he started it. It too far back. Yeah. It's like he had to do a little crow hop to get to it or something. It's like the old Nintendo sixty four game. Like whenever you like would... Starman. No, <laughs> no, not no. Starman. No, whenever you would like have like Stone Cold do a stunner, and it was just like a stiff leg that just like kind of went up into like a maybe a sixty degree angle, <laughs> and, like kicked him, you know, in the guys. Or this is not the definition of keeping it moving. moving. We're no, moving sorry. on to count two, two count. And a two count, two beer. Two count is going to be Charlotte winning in Charlotte. So yeah, no shit. This was a, a special moment um, because, I mean, she overcame the hometown curse. Yeah, right. And going into it, I was thinking, you know what? I think she might take it just because Charlotte versus Alexa is so much more exciting than, um, goddamn. Natalia, uh, god Natalia. damn, yeah. man. Yeah. See, get, show us some respect. Yeah, I mean, I like Natalia, but uh, it, it's just not as exciting. So she overcomes the hometown curse. She wins the championship. And then I got to give credit to Vince and WWE. That was a truly heartfelt moment that was not scripted. Uh, she's leaving with the belt. Her music integrates some of Rick's music, and they even did it perfectly. Right as the horns start playing that kind of mimic his music. They cut from her music to his music and he comes out and she just breaks down. And You're, you guys aren't saying that she didn't know that he was there. Are you? I, I feel like she didn't. I think she did. Michael Cole said that flair was at raw the night before. I was going to say, I think match. she did, but that's just me. I, don't it, know, I wasn't paying that close to it. Looked you got worked, to me. bro. I got worked. <laughs> you got worked. I got worked. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean the moment wasn't heartfelt. Yeah, no, it, it was. It totally and was. There were, um, not 100% dry eyes in that stadium or watching. Um, I mean, maybe I'm a cold-hearted motherfucker because I was like, I was kind of had some stuff going on the stove and I saw it happening. I was like, oh, here comes Flair. I'm going to go stir Wow. Stir this stuff on this stuff. Oh, yeah, badass fucked I just watched up. the whole documentary. I have to okay, watch it. Okay, so this is building off that documentary, man. No, but I'll see the documentary in a couple years where they show this too. I'm, it's fine. Jesus Christ. Jason, <laughs> what, do you have any thoughts on yeah, Charlotte actually, winning? No, uh, the match was good. I kind of thought, kind of like what uh, AC2 Beer was saying, that the, the Charlotte Alexa match was the better match, even though I would like to see Natty get her due at some point. Maybe she's the surprise fifth member of the women's team that's yet to be determined we'll find that out on sunday i thought the match itself was good the only problem that i have with it i wish that this would have been a more of a longer running feud where at some point at one point we had the knee injury angle working and then we went away from that maybe it's because rick's health scare maybe it's because creative dropped the ball i mean we don't know at that point that's the only thing i wish that we could have built upon because the match itself was good if you had a better build up to the match then the match itself would have been better but all in all it worked itself out and this is where i thought they were going to be anyway and once again 
like I said last week, I wasn't excited last week. I'm excited for Alexa yeah, versus I'm, Charlotte. I'm cool with it because I think that they are. It's one of the rare occasions where WWE probably made the right decision at the right time to make the best match possible. Yeah. Charlotte versus Alexa is the match because I've said it on this show before that I believe that Charlotte is the greatest women's wrestler in the history of the WWE. If not the history of the world, it's, I mean, it's she, hard she's the complete package. It's kind of arguing. I also think that Alexa, on her way up, while she is small, also um, is a great character, a fully realized character, and uh, spectacular on the mic, and not bad in the ring either. No, I wish she, wish she did stay in above average in the ring. Yeah, I wish she just stayed in developmental longer, but that's just you know, it is what it is. It's, it's worked out for her apparently because I mean, you know, she's two time. Uh, Raw Women's Champion, two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. I mean, she's made yeah, history like before uh, before Charlotte did. So, I mean, you know, WWE likes her in some form or fashion. So, we'll just have to see where this goes for Sunday. Like I said, uh, quick uh, stab today. Charlotte, 4-0 versus Alexa Bliss all time. Really? Yep. That, that's that the Saturday? factors into my later prediction. No, Let's not tease this prediction. No, let's tease it. That's why. That's why I said it. Let's tease it. Man, you guys are so good at this. <laughs> you guys are actually bad. You're right. We should tease it. Yeah. I said don't tease it. Yeah, you're right. No, we, we should, should tease, tease it. it. Three count. <laughs> Caught him slipping. <laughs> no, I, I always give a little run up. That was actually me being a dick. Uh, and the three count is going to be NXT Takeover, which is coming up. Okay. Uh, this Saturday night. Uh, there's some. Big matches. We got McIntyre versus Cien Almas. Did I say that right? You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, what's his name? Bull Buchanan. Lars no, Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Sullivan versus Chris Hero, which are Cash Zona, yeah, which I'm, I'm about to say. Oh, right no. Now. Man, I really didn't mean to say Chris Hero like I was like acting like oh, I okay. really, I think Cash Zono, it, it's he just doesn't look like Cash Zono. He looks like a Chris Hero. <laughs> Ono is. O H N O is an Asian. That's an. That's yeah, an, that's we keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. Uh, there's the fatal four way for the women's match, and there is the war games match. Did I forget one? Alistair Black versus. Yeah. Oh, Alistair Black versus yes. Velveteen Dream. Yes. I love Velveteen yes. Dream. Uh, what are your thoughts on that pay per view, Zach? Traditionally, Takeover is usually better than the main roster. I mean, almost every single one of them. Almost every single one have been better. This one um, does not show any signs of slowing down. I'm looking forward to uh, most of these matches. The war games thing is a little a little weird, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, Survivor Series is also so fucking stacked. But just running down, I'm looking forward to Sullivan and Ono. Sullivan's been a monster. I think Ono's there to really put people over, and I can see him getting crushed. Um, Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream is probably going to be the match of the night. Uh, mm. I just feel like those guys can both go, and even it's such Velvet- an odd pairing too. That's I the thing. love it. I've loved I love it. it as a feud. Yeah, and Velveteen Dream just holding his own against Alistair Black for fifteen minutes is a win, right? Um, but I see Alistair Black going over on that. Uh, the Fatal Four Way is going to be fantastic. They've really built this thing well. The title's been vacant for almost two months. Um, you know, I think that they're going to give it to Peyton Royce because uh, we haven't had a true heel women's title run i think since like sasha banks probably probably so and carrie sane doesn't need it i'd like to see her chase for it because she's the purest baby face in the world ember moon is more interesting if she just keeps failing at it and nikki cross can win at any time um war games is weird um i can see roddy strong 
turning and becoming part of the Undisputed Era. I almost think that's a lock. Um, I almost think that's a guaranteed guaranteed thing. So just to uh, just to recap that match, it's the Authors of Pain with Roddy Strong yep. versus Sanity versus the Undisputed Era. Yes. And the for those that haven't had a chance to watch NXT, which I know is some of our listenership at least, uh, Undisputed Era has been driving hard to the hoop to try to get Roderick Strong to join their faction. Yeah, in a very nice way. Like it reminds me of like when the NWO was trying to get like DDP. It's like, hey, we used to be boys. Uh, you know, here's the shirt. We're not gonna fuck with you. Just like come join us, you know, and Yeah, don't don't make us fuck you up. Make yeah, the right decision let's do, kind of deal. Let's do this thing. Yeah, Jason, sure. what do you what are your thoughts on that NXT takeover? Uh just because we touched on war games, because people are the original War Games was one way. They're doing it obviously different because you have three three man teams. So essentially, the rules go something like this: a member of each team starts the match, then the other two members are locked locked in a shark cage on the stage at any given time. One team gets released into the cage. So that sounds like to me. Let's just say. Uh, the authors of pain get released while Roddy Strong is in. So that would give them the advantage at that point. So it would be three to one to one. Then the next point, the other Shark Tank comes in. So then another team comes in. So now you'd have two teams at even and one team still with one guy. And then the third pot is released. That answers the third team. Who do you think wins? Uh, shit. I mean, there's only one answer, right? Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be the undisputed error. I think like, it has uh, to be. Yeah, Roddy Strong is going to turn, flip heel. They'll be the new faction of the uh, the NXT roster. That okay, my here's my only thing about Roddy Strong joining the undisputed era, is that if you have okay, Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. That's good. You like that? If it's all four of them, like, shouldn't they change the name from the Undisputed Era to the Lollipop Guild? See, because those, see, those are four see, really short dudes. See, <laughs> see, like, they gotta have see, one big dude in okay, there. Okay, I'm gonna stand up for the short guys in the in the world, man. That's fucked up. That's fucked up, man. Oh, you're Roddy standing Strong, up. I thought you were. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna sit back in the corner, and shut the fuck up until predictions time. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I mean, I like all those guys. It's just, don't you have to have one? Oh, wouldn't it be better with Lars Sullivan or something? Does it have to be so smarky Dijak that they can't? Was apparently the guy that they were. Dijak's huge. Yeah, uh, friend of me of the show. Friend of me of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that dude. I can't remember where I saw it, but he's in a feud with someone else where it's it's faction-based or whatever. So Dijak is basically out of the running to be this fourth member. It makes storyline sense for Roddy to be like, okay, you know what? I keep getting fucked over. I can't get over the hill. These guys, I know these guys, you know, strength in numbers, even though and it is the lollipop. The, who's, who's the biggest dude in that? If they if they include Roderick Strong, who's the biggest dude? Bobby Fish? Bobby Fish, probably. Just yeah. on uh, on weight alone. I think he's kind of the the quote unquote muscle. <laughs> I think if, if you include Dick, it's Adam Cole. No, 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 no. that guy's a little Swedish fish, man. Yeah, the Saturday night should be good. It's going to be a great weekend of wrestling. Um, I'm just not sure if Takeover would have to do good storyline and great wrestling to overtake what Survivor Series is put bring it to the table, and that'll do it for our three count. 
Hey guys, we want to tell you about our new sponsor. It is JJ Twigs on Hampton, uh, mm-hmm. in between Eichelberger and Rhodes, very close to my house, um, actually. But uh, they have delicious pizza. They have all the best stuff. It's a family atmosphere. It's a cool bar. If you want to go up uh, up there and watch some football games, they have cheap drinks. They pour them strong. Good beers. They have good craft beers. That yeah, they have a great beer selection. Uh, they have the I, double I think decker AC2 pizza. Beer would know. He does, yeah, because he's an advanced Cicerone. <laughs> you know that we're not going to let that go away anytime <laughs> no. soon. Okay, no. just so you know. And guys, um, we're on social media at Band from Ringside Podcast on Facebook. Um, Friends of BFR on Facebook, please find us and join. Anybody can join. Uh, that's where we have our discussions. On Twitter, we're at BFR Pod, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR JCB, and at BFR Bill. Uh, just this week, uh, we gave out a gift card to a fan of the show, friend of the show, Mark Ordlin. Yep. Is that Congratulations, Dong Dong. He's just Dong Dong. Just Dong Dong. Congratulations, Dong Dong. We had a contest on our Friends of BFR show, and I chose him out of a hat this morning. I chose out of the 10 names that no, were in no, there. No, no, no. His wife chose it out of the hat, so that way he could Oh, be yeah, impartial. it was fair. No, yeah, I did. I put all the names in the hat, and I let my wife pick it out, and... Uh, What's his name? Dong Dong? Yeah, Dong Dong. Jesus Christ. Mark Ordolan. <laughs> Do you say Ordolan? Yeah, I think it's just a compliment, actually, because, I mean, it's Dirt McGirt that gave him the name, so. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to Dirt McGirt, um, Guys, official the, the, first lady the, the audience doesn't know what we're talking about. Well, anyway, he won a gift card to JJ Twigs Pizza, and you can, too. So find us on social media, and we have contests going all the time to win gift cards to JJ Twigs Pizza. Uh, you might see me there because I'm there watching football on Sunday afternoon. Maybe we should have one for uh, Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, I put double, one up. On, I put one up on Friends of BFR today. Oh, okay. Uh, for JJ Twigs, you can if you get on Friends of BFR or Band from Ringside Podcast and tell us who you think will be the Survivor Series winner. You don't even have to be right. You just have to tell me who you think will be the last survivor in either the men's or women's matches, and then you, too, can win a gift card to J.J. Twiggs on Hampton. Ballin'. So that's uh, telling the band from Rings- Ringside sent you. They're a friend of the show, sponsor of the show. This is band from Ringside. That means it's prediction time, guys. Survivor Series prediction time. So uh, we'll let you know what the rules are of our Survivor Series predictions here amongst us three to see who's going to take the chop <laughs> from Kurt Stallion. Please, God, please, God, please, God. Glory Pro Wrestling's own resident heel. Yeah. Kurt Stallion. Yeah, we got to get back in. Get him back in. We can talk about that. I want to see what his thoughts He's got Well, he'll be around. Uh, when did we start the podcast? Was it June? May? He's gonna be giving months. he's gonna be giving somebody a chop yeah. here in a few months. No w- shit, one of us. Yeah, it's gonna be hot that day too. I, you know it is. It's gonna be in the summer. And somebody's <laughs> getting ready to get it. So, up. so uh, let's get started on these predictions, guys. Uh, I left my notebook at the studio last week. I don't know if Sam brought it this week. It's not his fault if he didn't because I didn't remind him. Sam, but- did you bring this man's notebook? It's in his car, maybe. Maybe that sounds. That's fine. I, I don't need. I didn't remind him of it. Uh, but Sam, we're gonna need you for predictions, also. So, starting up, we're just gonna start with the main event. All right. Damn. Ooh. Enzo versus Kalisto. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Zach? I got Enzo. 
<laughs> no way he wins it clean. Uh, you know, interference from Gulak. Or I've heard some rumblings about uh, them bringing Hideo Itami up. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that'd be shit. nice. So, uh, but yeah, I just see. Uh, I see Enzo keeping hold of that thing. Uh, JCB, you got Enzo or Kalisto? Yeah, you got to have Enzo at this point. I mean, if they're, it, it doesn't matter. I don't watch anymore, but ultimately, I can't see them taking it off of Enzo at this point. I mean, his heel run is just starting to get going. So, yeah, I'm taking Enzo. Sam, the Mahler Ball. You got Enzo Amore or Kalisto? Crisco, Kalisto. Kalisto? <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, I just want to make JCB spit. <laughs> you know that Sam is uh, Sam has had a perfect round here without knowing anything about wrestling. Uh, he's not going to have a perfect round here because they're not going to take it off of Enzo. Even though I think that sometimes uh, it's a pre-show match and they like to have faces go over on the pre-show. There'd be no reason to take it off of Enzo oh, at this Jesus point. Jesus Christ, I almost died there. I, gotta, I know right. we're moving along real quick, but I got to say that I was embarrassed to realize that Callisto and Sinsara like used a trampoline to get into the ring. It took me way too long to Did realize you say that. Callisto and Sinsara? Sincara. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on around here? <laughs> yeah. uh, Sam, who you got? The Miz? Wait, Intercontinental Champion, The Miz? Or U.S. Champion, Baron Corbin? Or as Zach would call him, Baron Sorbin? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Miz, because he's he's a champion in more countries. Because <laughs> he's intercontinental. That's very good, Sam. He's he's a very heady, very heady pick. Like yeah, he, he puts he, it all no, into he it. Thought about that shit. Uh, I'll go next because I don't, I don't want to go last. I yeah, always go last. I want to hear you crying about no bullshit. Uh, I am. Man, that crowd's going to be cr- going crazy for the Miz, no and it's going to feel like a face win. I'm going Miz. JCB. This is the one that's probably been giving me the most trouble because I know what my heart is telling me to do, but I'm going to stick with my head and go with Baron Corbin in the upset of the night beating Miz. So that way he gets heat. We can get away from this Sin bullshit. If you're smart, Miz doesn't need this win. Baron Corbin needs this win. You're right about that. I think it depends on when it falls on the card, but two beers, Zach. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, I'm going to go with my head and not my heart on this one. I do think, like you said, that Miz is going to be the face. He's gotten a lot of face reactions lately. Uh, and rightfully so, even though he's a great heel, um, I think that he could. One of the best promos in the game. He's right? one of yeah. the guys I hope never turns. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he should never. They did it at one point, and it didn't work, and they right. put him right back to being a heel right. again. Yeah. yeah, Baron needs the win. He needs to legitimize his championship, and I think he's going to go. So really, we even though you went first, you you did the same thing that you would have done otherwise. You're going Baron Corbin? Yeah, I'm going Baron Corbin. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, <laughs> Sam. We have Sheamus and Cesaro versus... The Usos. Uh, the Usos. I don't know why. Just because. Yeah, because they're going to put Seamus and Cesaro in the Uso penitentiary. That's what they say. Yeah, that, I was about to say, that's a true story. Um, I'll, I'll go now. Uh, this is probably going to be the match of the night. I don't care if you got... No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. They are, go, they are going to bring <laughs> no, right. the ruckus. I'm <laughs> telling you. This is probably going to be the match of the night. That being said, I will stick to the same argument I did before. It's probably going to be the same way all night long. Stick with the head, not with the heart. Seamus and Cesaro, 
really need this win, but I think the Usos are going to go ahead and pull this out. I'll take the Usos. Uh, I'll go next. Um, the way I think about Survivor Series is that this is when WrestleMania... I know everybody talks about WrestleMania season starting with the Royal Rumble. Really, it kind of starts with Survivor Series. And if you think about last year, who the last two survivors were in the men's match, it was Orton and Bray Wyatt, two guys that they wanted to push going into a big match that needed to push going into a big match. Um, I Last year also, the SmackDown tag titles were not represented on the uh, WrestleMania card at all. Not on the pre-show, not on the main roster. Uh, so with American that being... Yeah, they right. It was American Alpha, and they weren't on the show. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with the Usos. I'm going Usos too. Uh, I'm just Shit. I'm on the fucking train, man. And uh, nice, Usos, that's what I'm talking about. We all go down together. <laughs> yeah. Now that the revival is not, I can like, just feel that chop hit my chest. <laughs> the more we agree. <laughs> <laughs> now that the revival's not on TV, Usos are my favorite tag team uh, at the moment. So um, yeah, look for a rev- revival uh, in December. Apparently, nice. All right, uh, Sam. We have Champ versus Champ, uh, the women's Raw Champ versus the women's SmackDown Champ. We have Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Who you got? I'm gonna go with Charlotte since she's on a streak after winning in her hometown. She's got some heat behind her, and uh, that's that. You know, you said, Jason, you said that Sam doesn't listen. He obviously listens. Do you see the look on my face right now? Holy fucking shit. All right, Jason, who you got? Oh, man. 4-0 versus Alexa Bliss. This, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Sometimes streaks have to be broken. This would be, for Alexa Bliss haters, the worst case scenario, because there's a gang of Alexa haters, there's a gang of Charlotte haters. Who would be? Who would want to piss off more? The Alexa Bliss haters. Give me Alexa Bliss. I think uh, I picked Charlotte before I heard about the 4-0 thing. I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to go with my gut instinct, and I'm going to stick with Charlotte. Who do they want to make stronger going into WrestleMania? The answer is Charlotte. Coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows everything. <laughs> I know. Like I'm in first place. <laughs> I obviously get, I get the most wrong. Uh, all right, Sam. We got the Shield versus the New Day. Who do you got? Huh, those both sound like shitty network television shows. That's a good network television show. They both sound like network television it's shows. It's cable. It's FX. Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't watch TV. I'm that guy that says that. Uh, I don't watch TV. <laughs> the Shield. All right. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'll go next. There's no fucking way The Shield loses this. I'm taking The Shield. Yeah. Again, I'm going Shield. Now let's see what uh, JCB, the only black guy in the room, has to say about this. I will. Well, I can't really channel my inner Kurt Angle with the uh, the Julius Caesar thumbs up to a thumbs down. Well, actually, I can do thumbs up. We can make that Shield across the board. Um, 
this is the Roman Reigns push that is going to lead us to his WrestleMania triumph. It has to start somewhere, so yeah, there's no why not? It's got to start right now. Oh, and a, a nice little thing about the schmas at the end of SmackDown whenever Raw invaded. Did you see that the Usos faced off with Roman and they didn't touch each other? And then like Seth and Dean came from the sides. Oh and no, like I Usos. didn't see that. It was pretty great because like Roman and the Usos refused to fight each other. Wouldn't it be cool if Roman went heel and started a like yeah, some old fact. Like a, no, like and he called himself the real shield, but it was like them and the Usos. Yeah, so it was like the Samoan Shield yeah. versus the Shield. That's, that's and then they brought in Samoa Joe and Nia Jax and just fucking ran oh! shot over. Oh everybody. my god, <laughs> let's say call creative right now. Yeah. We got a whole new idea. And then the Rock came in as their manager. This shit would work. And then Jimmy Snuka <laughs> with, went, probably, to, went to jail. Yeah, right. I was say, you probably just want to stay off the radar. You're wanted by the cops. All right. So we have in a huge match, yeah. a dream match. Yeah. We have Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Sam the Mauler Mall. Uh, Brock Lesnar. All right. I'll go next. I yeah, mean. I was about to say, don't start crying. Man, I'm not going to start crying. Uh, <laughs> this is going <laughs> um, to be a great fucking match. It's going to be a great match. Is it going to be a? Is this going to be a squash match? That, that's that's the biggest thing I keep hearing. This is going to be a squash match. Uh, I don't think it'll be a squash match. If I said over under 10 minutes, what would you take? I'd take the over. Take the over? I would hope for over. I would hope for over. I would hope for over two... I don't think it's gonna go. If I said twelve, time. if I said twelve minutes, what would you say? I would, I would kind of still take the over. I think that the, depends the, on when they ring the bell. It's like, do they ring the bell like as they're like jumping around? I just think that <laughs> I just think that AJ is Teflon and can take a loss. And making AJ hang with Brock Lesnar is uh, oh is gonna look like a win for him. They're not because AJ is the full time guy. He can come back and get a win on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. He can hold this belt until uh, Wrestlemania. I mean, God willing. Nakamura is my early favorite to win the Rumble. I'm taking Brock Lesnar. Two beers act. Taking Brock Lesnar too. I think there's a chance for uh, the Maharaja to show up. Yeah. Wreak some havoc. Yeah. But uh, I feel the same way you do. AJ can take a loss and I just want to see them put on a great match and I think uh, I don't think it'll be a squash. I really hope that Brock is excited to face AJ because they've built him up as the best wrestler in the world, like right. legitimately. And I, I think Brock has the fucking endurance. He can still fucking go. He's in great shape. Let's just fucking let him go. I don't know if I've said it this yet, but um, I don't know if I've said this yet. I am psyched for this. This pay-per-view is going to be great. I I, it is really turned around. By the way, guys, did you know that this is the only time each year that Raw and SmackDown face <laughs> each other head to head? Really? Yeah. I have not I like, heard that. Yeah. I like how even Jason Jordan had to come out and had to say it while he was like pleading to Kurt Angle. He's like, come on, Dad. This is the only time of the year that SmackDown gets to face no off against Raw. No motherfucker. Who you got? Uh, this is going to be Brock Lesnar. I agree with uh, AC Two Beard. There will be some uh, gender Mahal shenanigans going on to make AJ lose to set up their rematch down the line. Part of the reason that I think it's not not going to be a squash is that you Brock doesn't have anything to do. He's going to be gone for another couple months. You can't put 15, 18 minutes into a match and make this shit work. This is going Dude, to be. This is not going to be the. This is not going to be the main event. Probably not. The main event's going to be the men's 
five on five. Probably. And Brock is going to be on the plane before that match ends. There's no doubt. He's not going to wait around. No, I don't want to. He, he doesn't have to wait around. All I'm asking for you to do is give me 20 fucking minutes. All right. So here are you the like You sound like a bitter married wife, like where you just have like sex every like couple months <laughs> and it just lasts three minutes. That's like a Brock Lesnar pay-per-view. It's like you show up every couple months, you put in three minutes, and you fucking fall asleep. <laughs> here are the points rules for our Survivor Series match. We are each going to pick a winner, either Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> then you're allowed to pick two Survivors. If you pick two survivors, you get five points if either one of them is a survivor. If you pick one survivor, that means you are picking this person as the sole survivor, and you get ten points if you do that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. All right. We'll let Sam go last year. Sam can listen to us here. Uh, So I'll go first. For the women's SummerSlam match, the five-on-five match, which is Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Bailey, Asuka, Versus Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and TBA. Who's good? Who do you think is TBA? First off, let's go like that. Paige. Who do you think is TBA? Paige. I got Natty. Ooh. Well, that would be. I'm not saying it's right. I just think that's where they're going. They, for whatever reason, they want Paige is, on SmackDown. There is so much. Oh, wrong, there is so much more star power on the Raw side that it makes me. And I have so many SmackDown, like nobody on SmackDown is winning. I'm going to go SmackDown, and I'm going to pick as my two sole survivors, or as my two survivors, I'm going to take Naomi and TBA. Old prediction, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off for him. JCB. Interesting. I do like Um, it. I do like it. Just because it's star power and it's, this is, I'm trying to think like Vince. Vince likes his flagship program to be the flagship program. So I'm going to take Team Raw on this one and I'm going to take two survivors. I want to take Asuka because I think this is going to be the perfect time to introduce her to the the layman of the WWE that doesn't watch NXT. And then I'm going to take. Not, uh, Nia Jax being the other because I think this is the, the golden opportunity to really put her as a force so that way you can kind of mirror them down the line as you know the the ultimate that certainly makes sense you know match might be a, a Royal Rumble match might be a Wrestlemania match but that way you can kind of mirror their, their mirror successes with each other and then you could build it up to one big match see I thought I thought about Asuka but then I thought man this would be a good way to have her lose without have her lose her losing streak that was my other thought. Uh, yeah, you could have, you her, run, you you could have wanna, her run through everybody. Right, but it, you don't want to do it like that. That's getting kind of alluded. She, she has been eliminated in NXT before. Right. Uh, two beer. I'm kind of mad that JCB thought the exact same thing I did. <laughs> but I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. Get so on the train, son. I'm going to use my time to say that we've said Survivor so many times that it reminded me of that awesome episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry invites a Survivor and... Dude, that's that's like the, the worst episode. To the dinner. <laughs> it's <and> so stupid. <laughs> they brought a, a survivor from the show Survivor to a Holocaust survivor. Dang, so that's stupid. Stupid. Just just like a Holocaust survivor? That's, this is not funny. What's it's funny It's like about the that? dumbest episode. Oh, man. I'm, Are you taking Asuka and Nia Jax also? Yeah, that was my exact fucking train of thought. All right, uh, Sam. You understand what's going on here? Not really. Okay. Uh, so you just take Raw or SmackDown? I got, no, I, I know enough to... 
to say names. I didn't mean to insult you, bro. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to go with Raw 2 because uh, I don't know anybody on the SmackDown side. And also, they haven't even picked their fifth teammate yet. So that doesn't show a lot of confidence. Right, James Ellsworth. Oh, you're right. Uh, and <laughs> I wrote them down. I'm not just copying. You can check my paper. I'm going to go with Asuka and then Sasha Banks because isn't that Beyonce's alter ego? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, She's pretty fierce. fierce. Sasha yeah. Fierce Banks. Oh, uh, yeah, right. That's her middle name. Yeah. So that's who I'm going with. I am. <laughs> Sasha Fierce. <laughs> I remember when Beyonce came out with Sasha Fierce. I was like, that is really her alter ego is Sasha Fierce. Fierce? Yeah, that's got like Southpaw wrestling. It sounds like a Gatorade flavor. Yeah, and she can be Sasha Fierce over here, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> All right, Jason. What? Uh, <laughs> you already picked. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. No, we this, got. We're going men's now. I know, but I already picked. So at that point, I can say whatever I want. Disgusting about Beyonce, if I want to. I did my part. And I can say whatever I want about the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. All right, I'll go men SummerSlam them first. I I was trying to get Jason to do it. No, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I ain't scared. Please. Okay, there you go. All right. So, obviously, this is probably the match that is giving us the most trepidation. Uh, it's so many spinoffs that could come from this. And I still don't know who I'm going to pick, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Once again, I'm just going to stick with the initial thought. Raw is the flagship show, so the winner is going to be Raw. I'm going to, once again, take two picks from Raw to set up their inevitable, I shouldn't say inevitable, but hopefully their WrestleMania match. I'll take Triple H and Kurt Angle as the two survivors. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> Is that really who you're going with? That was exactly who I walked in here to go with. God damn. I swear to God. You see, you saw me over here. It's not like I, I didn't write I it down. I didn't tweet it. I didn't say it next to my cell phone. So there's no way he knows. That's not saying. If this is totally off the top of my head. I just. You really. In my heart of hearts. I would love to lose. If that meant Bobby Roode or Nakamura. Would be the two survivors. Or one of them be the sole survivor. Sure. I would love for me to be wrong. I just don't. I just don't see that. I think. This is the short-term booking. It's the the blinders that they only can see so far. They're going to go start pushing this WrestleMania. I just think we're both geniuses. I am going with SmackDown. I think that Raw is going to take themselves out. I think Finn Balor and Joe are going to take each other out. Kane uh, takes out Braun Kane Strowman. Kane takes out Braun Strowman. Uh, Triple H and Shane take each other out. Angle uh, will probably die like halfway through the match. And I'm going to take <laughs> SmackDown. And Nakamura as the sole survivor for 10 points is what I'm going with. Sam, what do you got? I feel like something big just happened, and I don't know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Raw also. And I wrote Triple H and then obviously Samoa Joe for my Oh, that's right. You always like Samoa Joe. That's right. I'm going with them. Thank you for participating in our predictions. As always, Sam the Mall Mauler, or Sam the Mauler Mall. Um, and hey, everybody, those were our SummerSlam predictions. We have very little time to get to. Uh, I would like to say uh, something about James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth was a very unlikely, maybe the unlikeliest of all wrestling superstars. He got to fight AJ Styles three times, got to beat AJ Styles twice, had the match with Dean Ambrose, uh, was the first women's money in the bank winner <laughs> of all time. He got futured endeavored this week. Uh, real quick thoughts on James Ellsworth. I think it shows what the international wrestling community can do uh, because they were behind him and I don't think he would have got this push without that. Uh, not that he's 
doesn't merit it on his own. Just real quick, my favorite James Ellworth time is not one of those, even though those were great. It's whenever he was in a match with AJ Styles and AJ went to put on a chin lock and he just like pulled out of it and he's like, sorry, man, I got no chin. And then AJ just bitch slaps him. The only thing with James Ellsworth is goes back to kind of piggybacking on the AJ Styles part where he beat AJ Styles twice and the internet felt like it was just going to implode because, oh, how AJ Styles can lose to uh, James Ellsworth. Now, and I said it then, everybody just pump the brakes and let's just see what happens. AJ Styles is back on top. James Ellsworth, unfortunately, doesn't have a job, but you said it earlier today on uh, BFR, Friends of BFR. He can go anywhere now and get independent gigs, and he'll be just His fine. His booking fee just went way up. Yep. Way up. He'll so, for Shock City Studios, check. For Free Play Media, check. For Chris Denman, check. For Engineer Sam, that's the perfect check. For Soul Taco, check. For JJ Twigs on Hampton, check. Uh, for Jason Cornelius Bell, for Hello. Two Beers, Zach Pullman, I am Bill Vagy. That's AC, uh, Two Beers, Zach Pullman. Oh, I was going to say, you know, well, there's a lot of podcasts to listen to. We appreciate you listening to ours. And everybody, don't be heels. Don't do it. Pat Wire, don't do it. <laughs>